Amber, are you drinking something that is not water? Yes, Amanda, I'm drinking coffee. Because it's early as fuck. It is early. Should we discuss whose idea it was to do an early morning recording? It was mine. Our guest volunteered himself. And it's the weekend. (laughs) And it's a Saturday morning on top of that. It's coffee. Bless your heart. What are you drinking, Amanda? Well, I'm also drinking coffee because it is earlier in Arizona than it is in Texas. Alcohol in it? Yes. It's Saturday and it's early. So that's a cool coffee cup. Yeah, it's it's pretty sweet. I like it a lot. There's veterans drinking vodka on it. I think that's the way you can buy those. There absolutely is. Check out our merch store (laughs) in show notes. However, plug ourselves. I made a French roast coffee with a hazelnut creamer and I put in some peach whiskey because, you know, peach is kind of my jam this season for some reason. It's what I've been gravitating to. Whiskey, vodka, wine, beer, all things peaches. So it's like a hazelnut peach French roast coffee with a kick. I don't know if I would like the hazelnut with the peach. I don't know. I wasn't sure if I would either, but I was using what I had on hand. Okay. And it's a lot better than I expected it to be. Surprisingly, I am not disappointed. Well, I am happy for you. You should try one in 30-ish days. 30, no. Well, today's day 53. Well, today is the end of February. So, well, yeah, February, and then you just have 31 days to get through in March. So, yeah, 32 days. What? Did I just do math? Oh, my God. It's Saturday morning. It's too early for math. She hates math, and you just did it on an early Saturday morning. Flawlessly. Dang. Wow. Dang. I'm so proud of you. I'm going to cheers you already. I'm going to cheers you already. Cheers. Welcome to this episode where Amanda knows math of veterans drinking vodka. We believe that every veteran has a story to tell, and we are here to tell it. We have found that being a service member was easy, but being a veteran can be very hard. In this episode, we are talking to Jack McCabe. He served in the United States Marine Corps from 1993 to 1997 as a tow tech. Good morning, Jack. How are you? And what are you drinking? Good morning. And yes, coffee. It used to be straight black, but I found an amazing, it's called Southern Butter Pecan Creamer. Tastes amazing. I've had that creamer and you are correct. It is delicious. Have you ever had the butter cookie creamer? Ooh, I haven't tried that one. That one is really good. It's rapidly become one of my favorites. I didn't purchase it for myself the first time. My old boss purchased it because he knows I'm a creamer junkie. And he was like, look at this one. It's all your favorite things, cookies and creamer. He was right. I liked it. I buy it for myself now. Yeah, this one is kind of hard to find. We found, we did find one Walmart up here that has it all the time. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a seasonal thing for most places. Yeah. You know, I've never heard of it. 
with everything going on in the country right now, it's hard to sometimes even find French vanilla creamer right now. Like I've been to a few stores recently that had like one or two or five at most bottles of creamer with any kind of flavor. <laughs> Neighbor's car was a little too loud. I was like, smoke alarm, muffins <laughs> in the oven. Like, are you baking this morning? What's happening? <laughs> oh, I think she met in the oven. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh Way back. What did I say? No, no, no. You said nothing. It's it's only marbles. Don't worry. Melting his crayons for later. Shh. Only the red ones. The red ones. <laughs> oh my god. This is so early. It's gonna be one of those days. If you like our podcast, subscribe on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, tune in, Google Podcasts, Amazon, or wherever you choose to listen to your podcasts. Also, leave us a review and let us know what you think. All right, Jack, can you tell us a little bit about where you're from and how your story started? Okay, so I was born on 29 Palms Marine Base, aka the Stumps. Yeah. So never had anyone born there before. Yeah, it actually had, uh, because my birth certificate was a military document about 10 years, 10, 11 years ago. When I tried to get my license in California, it took me three different DMVs to go because mine was an original document and it didn't have the little red line where it says this line will be read if it's a certified copy. Well, I went to three different ones and they're like, we can't accept this on the fourth one. They took it to their supervisor. The supervisor looked at it and said, born on 29 palms yes sir he says poor bastard yeah he's good (laughs) yeah like i just i feel like you should be given like a medal (laughs) (laughs) that is metal worthy well having a birth on 29 palms bless your heart yeah well that was that was a long time so mad at my mom Right. <laughs> anywhere else. You couldn't take leave and just go somewhere cool. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Anywhere. anywhere. We this is just down the street. <laughs> well, there was nothing right. There really wasn't anything right down the street back the, back in the 70s. No. You had Joshua Tree or 29 Palms. Or Joshua Tree, Yucca Valley, and 29 Palms all right there. And there was nothing but desert. But we moved around a lot. If you start at 29 Palms, worked your way all the way along the bottom states, I lived in just about all of them. Lived in Vegas for about 20 years. And that's actually where I signed up was when I was in Vegas, right after high school. So why did you decide to join the Marine Corps and why did you decide to be a tow tag? Um, well, Marine Corps was kind of in the blood. My dad, my mom's stepdad, my grandfather, we had a long line of jarheads. So 
family tradition. And tradition. <laughs> little Hank this morning for y'all. So why toe toe tech? Um actually went in open contract. And they said that my ASVAB scores were high enough that I could pretty much have my choice. So I didn't care what I did. I just wanted to go in. Yeah. Yeah. So they said, you get a bigger bonus if you go in open contract. Of course. Okay, cool. Luck of the draw. They said another sucker. Pretty much. (laughs) much. That's some serious advice I give to any young, like high school kid that's going into the military, any branch. I'm like, job before they contract you a job. Like, don't go open contract in the Marines. Don't fall for the undesignated program in the Navy because you will be a boatswain's mate or worse. Or a GM. Well, he had to work to get DM. That one's not one that's uh but yeah, my I made that joke on purpose. <laughs> my cousin just joined the Navy over the summer. He graduated right before Yeah, because he was down there when it was still COVID shit. I yeah. mean, I guess technically it's, it's still, still is COVID it's shit. still COVID. Like he like they can't do classes like normal. It's taking him longer to class up. Like, dude is chilling. Playing Xbox like 15 hours a day, getting paid on the government dime. In Pensacola, though. Like, Pensacola. Like, he is not mad about it, and I am not mad at him for it. But, like, the Navy's got some shit to figure out right now because they're. Hey, but you know what? It's not our problem. Cheers. (laughs) But yeah, I was like, when you go to the recruiter, do not let him talk you into the great program of apprenticeship. Uh, yeah, most of the time, open contract bad. It, it it's a trap. Got lucky because they I, saw where you were bored and felt sorry for you. <laughs> we're not gonna fuck this guy again. He was fucked the day he came into this world. <laughs> oh, what's hilarious though is when they when you're in boot camp and they ask you for your top three, um, your top three picks for your duty station. My drill instructors yelled, like, mm-hmm. laughed their asses off because number one was Okinawa. Number two was 29 Palms. Number three was Barstow. And they said, what? Nobody picks Barstow or 29 Palms. What is wrong with you? I was like, I live in Vegas. I, I'm only, ha- you know, a couple hours from home. So. That's. um that's a story we hear quite often, but it's usually the East Coast that develops their beauty stations like that. Yeah. Well, they give you they give you your dream sheet. So um have a dream sheet. Did you mean I don't mean no, what they did for us was like we had say, I don't remember how many we had now, it's been a long time, but say we had nine people graduate our A school class. So the detailers just sent out nine sets of orders and they just ran down the list from the highest grade to the lowest grade. So if you got the highest grade in the class, then you got to pick out of the nine orders that were available to your right. class. If you had the lowest grade in the class, you just got whatever shithole was left. Usually Lakehurst, New Jersey. Or Meridian, Mississippi. Or Meridian, Mississippi. <laughs> Nowhere cool, for sure. I chose a boat. Over Meridian. Meridian, Mississippi. Yeah, I did. I tried to go to the boxer. 
which is funny because I ended up doing time on the about six months on the boxer anyways, like later in my career, kind of ironic, but they were like, nope, can't go to the boxer, no female billet. And I'm like, well, you just took my nine orders down to seven orders, even though I am number two in my class. Like I was so bad. I was like, I want to go to C. So I can. You had a big class. We did have a big class. There was a lot of. We had three. There were three sailors and three Marines. No, we had, I don't know. I'm guessing nine. It might've been 11. There was a lot of us. We were a solid class for sure. We had six. Did you have a lot of people fall out? Think I think we only lost one. Because like we didn't lose any. It was we crazy. lost one. And actually the marine one of the marines that we got, he failed the first time around and they let him repeat. Yeah. But we had Torres. Oh my God. He was he was this little punk ass fucking marine and he wanted to be a DI. Like and he'd walk he'd talk like one, he'd walk around hollering like one, and I'd be like, dude, you're fucking five feet tall. Shut the fuck up. What do you think you're doing? And then he'd <laughs> shut up. Please. Why don't you worry about passing fucking air traffic controller school first? Right. Yeah, we we didn't lose anyone, our Marines or sailors. We graduated with all the same people we started with. Nice. We had a couple of sailors and Marines that filtered through our class that got set back from a, a class ahead, but like they didn't make it to our class either. Oh, see, that's what we had one of our Marines that was, and he actually got his orders and put him at Camp Pendleton. So I got to go see him, which was cool because I was in San Diego on the Reagan. And so I got to go see him and I was like, what's up? How's Marine Corps controller life? And that was one of my trips to Camp Pendleton. <laughs> one of many for Amber. Was, yeah. But anyway, what were your duty stations, Jack? <laughs> well, uh, boot camp was San Diego. Wound up doing the MCT course in uh, up in Camp Pendleton. From there, stationed in Al- Albany, Georgia, at the logistics base. That was from my MOS school. Uh, I got my first choice, Okinawa. I feel was- like as a Marine, you have to, like, you automatically get to go to Okinawa. Right? At some point in your career, you go to Okinawa. Yes. If you... A lot of us do. There, I've known a lot of guys that never got to go overseas at all. I, I've run into a few over the years. Um, but Okinawa was great. And then I finished off my time at Camp Pendleton with Headquarters Company First Marines. So spending some time on the East Coast, spending some time on the West Coast, which coast do you prefer? Question. Do you prefer the East Coast or the West Coast? I'm more... I've always been on the West Coast uh, for the most part. My East Coast time was when I was tiny. I don't remember oh, a whole lot of it. Georgia was, Georgia was great while I was there. I heard that about Georgia. We've got a lot of really good feedback from people that have been stationed in Georgia from multiple places. Yes. Yeah. Like I need we, to go to Georgia and hang out. Oh, yeah. Albany was Albany was great. Small town. Um, the people were friendly. I actually thought about moving there years back, but 
somehow ended up in Seattle instead. I I don't know. Well, cheers to the West Coast. Cheers. Cheers. And Hollywood Marine. You're our first Hollywood Marine, by the way. (laughs) No, I thought we had another one. No, we have not had anyone do their boot camp on the West Coast. Oh, yeah. It it was all about the sunglasses and surf wall. Exactly. You know, we didn't have we didn't have to deal with little bugs. We had mountains. <laughs> the microwave, Mount Motherfucker, um, or sorry, Mount MF. Um, so yeah, a little bit different. Amber, what do we have going on for a charity this season? All right. So for season two, of course, we're still gonna continue to support Till Valhalla Project. Um, their mission is super important to us as podcast hosts and as veterans. And we are going to support Greg C. Washington and the Walk to Honor mission that he has going on, which is to bring about mental health and suicide awareness in the veteran community, as well as civilians. Greg is also a veteran himself and through his organization is bringing about awareness to veteran suicide so we are going to to support him and if you need to learn about what he's got going on you can go to his website it is gregcwashington.com and under his about section is a walk to honor all right jack so as a marine we know that you are not going to disappoint us for the marines having the best sea stories what is a good active duty story you can tell us today active duty story so while we were stationed in or while i was stationed in okinawa we went up to south korea for our little that yearly yearly training op that kim jong-un always wants to bomb us over afterwards well we were storming the beaches of south korea didn't even have blanks we were literally holding our M16s going bang, 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 tap rack, bang, 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 bang. But as we were pulling into port, I was on the um, on the Fort McHenry and we were floating with, I think it was the Bella Wood. I'm not exactly sure what the other, which the other ship was. I'm I was on the, to the Gator Navy because I was Gator Navy. So that always makes my heart smile a little bit. Yes. Well, as we were pulling into port, we hear, tension on deck, all personnel, report to general quarters, brace for impact. And they said that two or three times, and us jarheads are looking at each other like, what do they mean, brace for impact? And all of a sudden, the ship kind of just starts rocking back and forth. What happened was the first boat had pulled into port, and as we were coming around, a wave kicked us into it. Oh. And we, like, scraped hulls as we were parking in port. Oh. oh yeah fun times that was a little that's exciting like, it's like getting into a car accident in a walmart parking lot <laughs> pretty much that's the best way i could describe like a japanese shipyard <laughs> yeah. that and the time that we were doing pt on the on the flight deck and they decided to fire off the sea whiz Ew. oh, oh. I I didn't know, I didn't know R2D2 could make those noises. Did not know R2D2 could make those noises. 
<laughs> Everyone's like, what's a sea whiz? And I'm like, you know, R2-D2 with a hard on. <laughs> yep. And then they're like, oh, I know what that is. I'm like, yeah. All right. I, I, don't, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Ooh, you should YouTube it. It's a badass. Uh, oh, yeah. Let me just sip my coffee some more. Just bad. You have to, my, my military career was lame as fuck. So I don't know a lot of things. That's why I told you to YouTube it. Yeah. I'll YouTube it. It's on YouTube and it's not quite as badass as in person, but you can get the picture. You get the picture because it basically sounds like Zzz. yeah, that fifteen then, million rounds in what I think I won't go there. <laughs> when it hits a a parrot. Ooh, I didn't get it. Get to see it hit anything. I just heard. I just heard it. Yeah, that's and we all gets, hit the that's deck. It gets real badass. Is when you hear it. And then a few seconds later of silence, you see something go boom in the ocean. Ooh, nice. Look, look, I just took it up a notch in your brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should, you should YouTube that, Jack. Not quite the same experience as seeing it in person, but you'll get the picture. All right. I, I will look at that one. Yeah. She was just a bad little uh, weapon. That's why, kind of why the Mark 19 was always my favorite. You know. You've got a belt-fed grenade launcher. Just right. So do you have a Marine story you can tell us that was slightly on the level of having a shenanigan night? <laughs> shenanigan night. Basically, what she's saying is your first story wasn't good enough because you're a Marine, so you need to tell us a better one. All right. So, barracks party. Ooh, this is going somewhere. Good. Um, Let me, uh, <laughs> okay. Continue. Barracks party. We had, we had three, three of us that lifted together all the time. And we were all partying in my room. Wait, Marines lift? No. They go to no. the gym? No. But the, well, see, it's a vicious cycle. It's not lifting to you know, just lift. You have to gain more weight so you can build more muscle, so you can carry more beer, so you can gain more weight, so you can build more muscle, so you can carry more beer. It, it, it's that vicious cycle. So, thank you for, I've wondered all these years, so thank you for breaking it down for me. Now I understand Marines on a whole nother level. That might be yeah. the best breakdown I've ever heard. Now, see, I don't know about... That was Okinawa lifestyle. That was life on the rock. Pretty sure yeah. that's every Marine everywhere. <laughs> but it, it was one of those typhoon parties. You know, normally somebody will end up on, on top of the barracks with a sheet to go sailing. Um, but we just, we had stocked up on beer. We wound up, oh, I don't know how much we drank that night. But my roommate was not in the group he he wasn't part of the group he was a little he was a little weird yeah well at some point i'm not sure which one of us crawled up on top of his rack and took a leak on his pillow oh, okay. I, I don't remember which one of us did it 
I don't think it was me, but I can't necessarily say it wasn't. I don't think it was. That's such a Marine Corps thing to do. <laughs> Poor baby. Yeah. So he wound up sleeping in the common area. He came, we were all pretty much passed out, but we heard him come in. He crawled up into his rack and we, who pissed on my rack? You went and slept in the common area. And the next morning, in comes the platoon sergeant. We're all still basically drunk. Six o'clock in the morning, he had us down at, a, at the gunny shop, sitting there painting the walls, still reeking of however much beer it was we drank that night. And that's the best way to do a working party. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That poor that, baby. We should make that a t-shirt with just a bunch of like Marines in silkies, like painting a fence. <laughs> like like the Huckleberry fence, and then just a lot of Marines in silkies and boots, like painting it. Okay. I like that one. We just commissioned an artist. I keep getting sidetracked. I should not do morning interviews when I'm awake and not <laughs> um. We just commissioned an artist to take stories from our episodes and create sketches out of them to put on t-shirts. Awesome. So we'll have some more information coming out about that a little bit later, but big things are happening. All right. So Jack, eventually you have to, you know, stop peeing on your roommate's rack and yes. leave the beer curls at the Marine Corps level behind as well as the camaraderie you had with those that you were working out with and become yeah. a veteran. How was your transition out of the Marine Corps? Well, my transition out of the Marine Corps was not voluntary. Once I got to Camp Pendleton, I got mixed in with the wrong, wrong group. I wound up getting mixed up in the wrong crowd and ended up getting bad conduct discharge for wrongful use of methamphetamines, amphetamines, and cocaine. Spent a couple of months in the brig and busted from corporal to private. Now, I was six months from reenlistment. I was getting ready to pick up my reenlistment package and start getting it signed. But one thing led to another and they said, oh, well, instead of promoting you to sergeant, we're going to promote you to civilian. And there was a lot of, it wasn't easy. I, I continued on that road for many years because I pretty much bought into the whole, you're nothing but a piece of crap. You're never amount to anything, blah, 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 blah. Well, after a few, many years of continuing down the same road, I finally woke up and said, you know, it's time to grow up, time to become an adult. I've been 15 years sober now. Can we okay. see that? Yes. We will cheers to your 15 years of sobriety. Sobriety. Yes. That's huge. You know, my, um, I wound up running into my junior high sweetheart on MySpace. And we've now been married for almost 12 years, coming up in April. And life's been great. You know, you get your normal ups and downs. You know, life throws curveballs at you. But you weren't who you're, you're not your mistakes. You know, your mistakes are there, but you got to move past it. Sometimes it just takes a bit to do that. So. We appreciate you 
coming on our episode today and discussing the fact that you got a discharge under other than honorable conditions, because that's, like you said, something that those in your same situation really struggle with. And as much as we are fighting to remove the stigma of PTSD and you know, we all support Mission 22 and all these other like really great causes that go against veteran suicide. We, and through really no one's faults for any reason other than lack, I'm going to say lack of education because it's not something we hear about very often. But those veterans that come out under other than honorable discharges have the same struggles, yeah. but they're, they're not given the same kind of support that those that come out under honorable conditions are given. And that breaks my heart a little bit, actually a lot of it, because that a lot of times means that their mental health issues that a lot of veterans deal with on a regular basis started before they were veterans. Yes. And the active duty programs weren't there to support them when they needed it. Yeah. Coming out with, especially with a bad conduct, I'm, I'm not sure what they other than honorable, what they're qualified for. But bad conduct, you're just a step below dishonorable. So it's, there are no benefits, which in my, my opinion, the way I've, you know, I own my mistake. I'm the one that screwed up. And there's people out there that got the honorable and are still having trouble getting the help they need. So, yeah, I've been told a hundred times, oh, yeah, all you got to do is petition and get your discharge upgraded and you'll get the benefits. Yeah, but it was part of part of the package. I signed I signed up for being a dipshit. I'll take it. There's guys out there that earned their right and are still having trouble. I don't want to milk the system because I've seen too many. I have seen several that do milk it. Right. That, I'm sorry, you. Nah, I'm not going to go down that road. Yeah. I've seen a lot of guys that have that have been milking it. Well, and, and it's the VA system is, and it's it's not something I like to compare it to, but it's not that different than any other government assistance program. And so you have the people that really, really need it and that use it for the right reasons, but then you have the people that take advantage of the benefits that are there for you. Yep. And unfortunately, those that take advantage of it will leave a bad taste in the in the world of people that are trying to help the veterans that really need it. Exactly. And that's so a hard thing to separate as well. And I don't want to be lumped in with, I don't want to be lumped in with that crowd. Do you so. think, and you don't have to answer this question if you don't feel comfortable with it, but do you think if the Marine Corps would have seen the signs of the path that you were going down earlier than when you actually got busted for it and got you help earlier or help at all in the early stages of that path, do you think that would have made a difference? Um, I think if there had been a program, I would have gone. Yeah. There, there's a there's a lot of other stuff tied in with it that who I was with and everything else that I really don't want to get into. Right. Um, you know. So let me, let but me ask it was, way. if they focused more on your mental health early into the road you were going down, 
as opposed to maybe like just saying you need to go to rehab or you're hanging out with the wrong people. And they kind of focused on the reasons why you might've been hanging out with the wrong people and going down the wrong path. Do you think that would have made a difference? Oh, actually, no, I don't. I, I don't know if it was so much my mental health. Yeah. The being the reason okay. I, I want, I wanted the rock star lifestyle and that's kind of what it was. And that's kind of an addiction as well. Yeah. I mean, that that is the root cause of a lot of people's addiction. And then they get caught up in the other stuff that goes along with that lifestyle. But the root of their addiction is wanting to leave the fast life as opposed to the substances that go with it. Yep. And that and that's pretty much what, you know, I thought I was super organized and everything was, you know, didn't find out I was making more of a mess than anything else. Yeah. So... I know, I'm just glad to be over it. Right. Be past it. There's yeah, yeah. Definitely definitely if I could change one thing in life, that would probably be it. You know, doing that first line would have been the one thing I would change. Yeah. But at the same time, it's part of your be the same, would I be the same person I am today? Yeah. That's a conversation I've had several times with myself and with those that are close to my spiral out of control and mine was alcohol and it wasn't drugs thankfully I never went down I was blessed enough never to get caught up into a drug world but I did spiral I did have my issues I spent quite a bit of time in county lockup more than once and it's part of my story now and it's wouldn't allow me the opportunity to relate with the people that I need to relate to to be successful in the projects that Amber and I are taking on now without that story. And for you and what I've come to know about you, you're an advocate for people just like you. And without your story, you wouldn't have your voice to help them. And that's, that's not something to look lightly upon either. Yeah. See, I, I'm, I'm new to the whole advocate thing, I guess, but those are the best advocates, though, the ones that come across it organically. Yeah. I mean, you guys reaching out to me, it's like, well, you know, I know my story and I know that I'm not the only one. Yeah. And I want to let those that are maybe gone down the same path know that there is a light at the tunnel. You're not you're not the screw up that they tried to beat into you in the brig. And, you know. I think the biggest, one of the things that they said that they kept telling me is you'll never own a home. You'll never be able to own a firearm. You won't be able to vote. You won't be able to do, you've denied, you've lost all of your rights. Well, I voted for the past three elections. Four four years ago, I actually got my concealed carry permit up here in Washington. So yes, you are allowed to own firearms. It's not a dishonorable discharge there's a lot of the stuff that they try and tell you that you're a piece of crap that's wrong you know yeah you screwed up doesn't mean you're a screw up right and we say a lot you know your past doesn't define your future bingo your past does not define your future so jack how are you doing today um i'm doing okay most of the time most of the time i got a got a great wife got a decent job, you know, struggles are there, you know, life happens, life 
keeps throwing curveballs at you. And it's just, you have to figure out a way to go with it. Um, I know at the beginning of the COVID thing, I almost lost my life because depression was deep. Business cut down, blah, 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 blah. We had a thousand other factors all at once. And when I almost lost her, I almost went down the spiral. Had a had a breakdown in front of my kids and told them, look, you know what? If I fall, the family falls because I'm the only source of income. And I told them, look, you know, Marines can't die without permission. And there is not a gunny standing next to me to say that I can go. You know, I was at that point, but we worked through it, got the help, got the help from my wife and uh, we're good. You know, it's about communication, knowing who you can and can't talk to and who's going to be there for you. Yeah. Got to reach out. Got to reach out. Had a buddy of mine from church that he's a soldier that. He helped talk me off the ledge and we're good. That's incredible. And, you know, it's, we talk about it a lot on this podcast. We talk about it a lot in our networking events, but if you make it from month to month, make it from day to day. And if you can't do day to day, go hour to hour. And if you can't do hour to hour, then minute to minute and call someone. And if they don't answer, call someone else. And it's, it's not just something we preach. It's something that's out there and it's out there because it works. And yep. so not just you, but anyone that's listening, have the courage to call someone. Yes. And it, Reach out. it doesn't always have to be a professional. And we've talked about that too. It can be your veteran network. It can be your church support system. It can be, you have to put your ego aside and you have to put your pride aside and you have to reach out. Exactly. And it's the professionals. Yeah. They know how to medicate and they've got chemicals and brains and blah, 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 blah. But they might not necessarily be right down the same road that you've been down. Yeah. And they yeah. might not be available. Exactly. When you need them to be available. So they can, professionals can give you the tools to help you get through that stuff. And they can, you know, give you the meds if you feel like you need meds or they can be there once a month or once a week to have a conversation with you, but they're unfortunately not going to be the ones to answer the phone at two o'clock in the morning or to follow up with you the next morning just to make sure you're okay. And so it's important to have that additional network outside of a mental health team to be able to reach out to because they will be the ones to answer the phone at two o'clock in the morning. And they will be the ones to come to your house and make sure that you eat breakfast when they know that you might've had a bottle of Jack the night before and you need some like grease to soak up the bad decisions that you made the night before or whatever the case might be. It's so important to have more than just professionals and to have a support system, whether it be veterans or a religious organization or a nonprofit or your buddies that you grew up with or whoever it might be and whoever it, it works for you. Like make sure that you have a plan before you're in a bad headspace. Yeah. Man, I just kind of got on a soapbox. That doesn't happen very often. I'm glad that mornings worked for you, Amanda. <laughs> I pretend like I'm not a morning person, but I am. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jack. So if you had any advice for uh, veterans that are struggling or maybe veterans in your same situation that made bad decisions and have recovered from them, what advice would that be? <sighs> Advice for somebody in my position is 
just keep just keep working at it you know do it's not oh tongue tied in the morning i'm not quite a morning person either and i've been doing it for years best advice is move on with your life do what you can you know you're not stuck in your past just keep moving forward the yeah make sure that you've got somebody that you can talk to keep keep your look into these girls you know veteran drinking vodka look at battle 22 fiegel and the recall we're plugging people ryan brazel with article 15 there was many years where i didn't even want to claim being a marine because i thought that i was a screw up and it was when i got out of bartending and started in the service in, er, in the hotel industry that my boss was a gunny and he said you know what you signed the Signed your name on the same dotted line I did. You stand, stood on the same yellow footprints. You know, it's. That hit hard, huh? Yeah, that hit hard. He said, just because you screwed up doesn't mean you are a screw up. You know, you, you're you still a Marine. Once a Marine, always a Marine. Absolutely. So that That's the advice I can give. Perfect. It All right. Okay. Our listeners would like to continue this conversation with you, or maybe they are finding their way after a bad decision and would like to reach out to you to find out how you did it or just to talk to you for any reason, where can they find you? Um, find me on Facebook, Jack McCabe, or on TikTok, uh, Big Chicken Dinner USMC. Uh, I'm usually on there more than I am Facebook these days, but um, Facebook is open. You know, awesome. maybe up either one of those. All right. We'll check out our new friend, Jack McCabe, on Facebook or TikTok at the best handle I think I've heard in a long time, Big Chicken Dinner USMC. And uh, send him a direct message if you are curious about his story or you would like to continue this conversation with him. Jack, thank you so much for coming on with us today and sharing your story. Yes. Yeah, thanks for having me on. If you like our podcast, subscribe on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Amazon, iHeartRadio, or wherever you choose to listen to your podcasts. Also, leave us a review and let us know what you think. And as always, the reason why Amanda and I started this podcast was to not only share veteran stories and to network with other veterans, but to bring about the fact that 22 veterans kill themselves every day and 22 is 22 too many. One is too many. And you are never alone. Veterans Drinking Vodka. Cheers.